the show, now Bill. Now is the time. Now is now's the time. The time. Now the is the place. Would it be, would it, would it, would it, would it, would it, would it? Did you choose a song? No, I haven't chosen a song yet. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with my gut. Well, my gut go. instinct. You can go with your right gut. Right there in the moment is what I'm going to choose, Diane. I chose mine from my gut instinct, too. Yeah. Well, I knew that. You, you chose the one that would have been chosen anyway. <laughs> because it's a good song. But me, I got I to gotta be more methodical. I got to go for a deep cut. But mine was thematic, too. Yours was thematic. It fits right in in with the whole, it's 8.54 a.m. Saturday, October the 16th, 2021. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane. Oh, wow. I can't do that anymore. You just cut it off. I can't do the thing. I can't get the vibrato going. I don't know what it is, but I don't like, I don't know until I'm doing it that I can't do it. What if you just did show without a I'm not sure it would have the same <laughs> resonance, Diane. Uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's the Bill and Diane show! I don't know. Maybe I'll try that next week. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Now that we're in our second 400 episodes, this being episode 401, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it, Diane? Who would have thunk that we would still have conversations? <laughs> Well, the the conver- conversations, Saturday. conversations, yes, but the show, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure both of our listeners are wondering the same thing. It is, it is <laughs> incredibly fun, though. That is fun. I have so much fun doing this with you. Do you? Yes, I do. Well, there you go. That's the whole idea. That's the whole rigmarole right there. That's the whole D. Sipping a cup of tea Sipping on a, a Saturday cup of morning. Joe. We got candlelight. We got fairy flex. We got the the glow that's in the room, not just on the walls, but in the air. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty spatial, pretty spatial, Diane. Yeah. It is. And you know what, Diane? What? It's been a hectic week here in Lake <laughs> Amphetamine. That was and, mighty uh, fast. That was fast. I thought, well, let's cut to the chase. That's not. I don't want to keep you waiting. I don't like to keep you hanging. I didn't feel that I had any kind of imaginative... Uh, I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. You know, digressive material today. I'm just kind of like, let's... Come on. Let's, ah, I'm an let's go. Let's go. Let's I'm, go. Let's go. I'm let's Mr. go. Mr. Mr. Expeditious. I'm like, let's get the, down to it. Let's not... Uh, waste any time wandering into the highways and byways of tangential stuff you know we got although you're kind of on the highway we got important things to talk about this is a (laughs) this is earth-shattering momentous uh tectonic uh things so why uh why digress into into small little avenues that have no real meaning it's just a guy sitting in a chair making noise. I mean, that's really all it amounts to. That was quite a, a you, great uh, byway that you went on talking about not going on byways. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a man on a mission. I am. <laughs> I've got, I have a real sense of what I'm meant to do on this earth and to make a lot of noise and not say much of anything. That's, that just seems like a, like a calling that, you know, it's a niche that needs to be filled. I'm your guy. 
<laughs> I'm your guy. Well, this this week you you're making a little bit of a breakthrough on health matters. Am we I, don't I have am? to. We don't have to dwell on it, but just kind of drop why the not, other why shoe. Why not dwell on it? I've been dwelling in it for you know a couple of months now. Well, I did get my MRI done and got the MRI report. Uh, nothing much has been done about it yet. Yet, but uh, you know, supposedly, I mean, in theory at least, we are on the road there. Now, the fact that I don't currently have any physical therapy scheduled until the middle of next month concerns me. But I am seeing uh, the uh, orthopedic guy again on Wednesday. Uh, we got, you know, we did the MRI this past, what was that, Tuesday? Wednesday, it was Wednesday. And got the report within 24 hours, but the orthopedic guy wanted me to, wanted to wait a week between getting the MRI done and going back to see him to talk about what we're going to do about it. I don't know why that needed to be a week, but uh, apparently he needed it to be a week, so there is a week where I'm just kind of sitting around wondering what he's going to say, and then I'll go see him and see what he has to say. And maybe he'll be able to get me in to see a physical therapist sooner than the middle of November. So that's pretty much that. Update. Here endeth the medical report. But what is going on outside? We do have some uh, hooligans. Uh, <laughs> outside, I think they're. Uh, I think they're taking a car apart. Sounds like they're taking <laughs> apart a, sounds a like vehicle. It. Something I can't there. see anything. Using a, using, uh, there's nothing visible. Nothing that I can see. Anyway. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so what's been happening on your side there, Diane? You're the one that's get that you know, can speak with clarity and uh, and uh, you know reason. I'm just over here squirming. Well. We have some visitors coming over today. That's the big oh, yeah. thing. That's true. We do have. We have visitors coming. My friend Chris, who I met through him being a colleague of mine at ABC, and he is now with his partner going to be moving to Iowa. Chris and Ryan are moving to Iowa, and Chris is going to be working at the University of Iowa? Yeah. Wow. So That's they cool. just decided. Uh, it's interesting because I've never been that... Footloose and fancy free about where I live. I, I kind of wanted to, after my family moved to California from Portland, yeah. I always knew they that my parents were going to settle back in Portland when they retired. I always wanted to be in the Northwest. Well, so there was never. You have a, you have a climatological uh, kind of sense about you. I mean, you are attracted to a certain climate. A certain right? climate I'm and a sure certain. I'm not sure Chris and Ryan have that. Certain flora and fauna. Yeah. I mean, I, I just really love the foliage around the Northwest. Right. And I love the green and being close to the water, seeing the Grand Mountains and all that. But, you know, it's not a very affordable place for a young couple to make it. And uh, Chris and Ryan have wanted to have a, a house, and um, so... They decided to kind of pick up and move. They've sure. already done this several times in their lives. They mm. they moved here to this to Seattle from the East Coast, and now they're going to Iowa. 
and so they're they're actually you know they have a very structured idea of what they're trying to do <laughs> they're trying to afford a house yeah but uh i'm I have no, now when people are moving out of the area, I have no worries because we have, through the pandemic, been able to, to keep in touch with people quite easily when they move. And, and in some ways, I feel like we have more conversations with people now than we did when they were in town uh, for, for some of our friends. So it's true. I have no concerns about the move but it'll be wonderful too and now we've never met ryan so right. uh so this is going to be a very auspicious occasion auspicious auspicious but i am looking forward to it very much it'll be nice other than that i'm i'm kind of in the cleanup time at work and now i'm starting uh, i i'm starting to take fridays off although i actually did do a little work yesterday but but fortunately the thing that i really love about having Fridays off is even if I do a few little things at work I was able to have my weekly conversation with my brother which has not happened for a while because of uh, of the tasks at work of, uh, that were surrounding validating vaccination cards so um, it was wonderful to have a conversation with my brother yesterday and I had a wonderful conversation with my friend Katie this week, too, mm. who is also working on a different book of Julia Cameron's. Uh, Julia Cameron is the author of The Artist's Way that I am using as a workbook and that spurred me into writing a notebook every day, yeah. writing in a notebook every day. And... She has another book that uh, the Katie. She may have several books, but what's the one, what's the one Katie's working on? Um, I am not quite sure, but it's okay. got every one of them has this sense of recovering something that's lost, right. and the ones that I, for example, the the chapter that I was working on this month was recovering a sense of security, uh-huh. and. I can't remember. Hers was something to do with recovering a sense of origin, like ancestry type of thing. But it was so exciting for us to be working on this same path together because we had a very impassioned conversation about the, um, the value of writing in a notebook, which we both have had. She had worked through the artist's way a long time ago and she said that she has kept notebooks every day ever since but with some dropouts and then coming back to it again sure, sure. so um, it's bound to happen there's bound to be a, a, a dry time a fallow time but man I sure but you're have... going to town yeah. you're going to town on this I mean she's almost filled an entire notebook already she's more than halfway through she's already gotten to the to the to the to the where the string goes through the center of the she's already passed that She's only been doing it since sept- since what September September seventeenth. Yeah. yeah, so I'm trying not to let that be. Uh, you know, just don't start writing songs, okay? Pardon me, I'm gonna have another drink of coffee. <laughs> That's all I ask. Just don't songs. start writing songs. You boy. That's, and then I'll be fine. That's good coffee. Or poems, maybe. Yeah, maybe once in a while a poem. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no. But 
Not as a steady diet. Then, then I'm not. I'm not in into the same passion in that way that you are. Yeah, I know. We we will have our separate of course writing styles yes. Yes, forever. Yes, but uh, those were the, the main highlights of my week. I, I just find conversations with people to be so rich. I think You're that's something that the, wisdom that the pandemic other. has brought to us is the sense that you can talk to people. Yeah, it might be a Zoom call or something like that. It's not, you're not really in the room with them. But, I mean, in terms of what you're talking about, it's better than a phone call, I think. But phone calls also. You know, I've had been having great phone calls with my sister, with my mom, you know. And so you had a call with my sister this week. Uh, and Oh, that was these... wonderful, too. That was a surprise phone call. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just, uh, I'm just finding it very valuable. And then we got the Westminster Basement Study Group tomorrow, and I got the, the Fellowship of the Rocks boys uh, tomorrow evening. And... Well, I am really looking forward to our Westminster Basement Group tomorrow because we're going to start our study of the Hollow Crown series, uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare, the, the history plays. And here we have uh, an authority on Shakespeare. Yeah, our, my friend Bill Woolham, who was my first ever college professor college teacher he doesn't like saying a professor because he wasn't a professor at the time he was like four years older than me and, and uh, he has taught Shakespeare for I don't know 30 years or something like that and is a a well-versed uh, uh, I don't know he wouldn't consider himself an expert but well, in my mind he is definitely yeah. an expert and he always broadens the conversation he brings elements in that I would never have thought of and uh, it's, I, I'm actually a little nervous about it myself. I feel like I'm kind of, I don't know, I don't want to be on the spot, you know. I always felt like when you go to, a, when you go to a literature class, you read the material. If you're me, I don't have anything to say. I don't have any ideas. Uh, but I can join into a conversation that's already going on. I just don't, well, want, to, just don't want to be called on first. That was always my fear <laughs> going into a literature class was that they would call on me first. I don't think that Bill's going to say, and Bill, have you done your assignment for the day? No, you never know. I don't know. think he's going to do that. He might. Anyway, I think it's going to be He's already done some prefacing great. of the plays, which has... Did he put something up on the outline? I, oh man, I have to yeah, check. We have to check. We have to check. Yeah. Jeez, we haven't done our, we haven't... We haven't done our assignment yeah, yet. Yeah, we haven't. We better get, get it together. I, I'm kind of a last minute guy. I always have been. But... Writing the paper the night before Even the... Things that he prefaced, just talking a little bit, shed so much light on the plays. And the reason why this even came about was because I was interested in the the plays after seeing actually a little preview that the BBC has. And it had uh, Ben Whitshaw all dressed up in finery. This is Richard II, right? Right. And I did not know what it was, and I looked it up, and it said that he had played Richard II, and I thought, wow, I would love to see that. So we watched it. So we watched it, and uh, it's part of this this series that the BBC put on that is all of these history plays. And what a... I mean, they happened quite a time ago, and I feel embarrassed that i never discovered it before they're amazing productions and uh they got big time stars 
not you know whatever for, for whatever that means but uh, but they're just really lavishly done well and the thing that's so funny about it is that i had always thought that the history plays were not for me because i just thought yeah it's all about politics and kings and queens and i don't care about that but when we watched the plays uh, we've only watched two before I had this idea to ask Bill whether he could guide us through this, thinking that I was putting a great imposition upon him, actually, you know, but just thought if you could share a little bit. and But apparently he is really looking forward to yeah. doing this and uh, had written in one of his blog posts of his three beautiful things that that this was something that he has been chomping the, the bit to do now the, ever since it was brought up but I just was amazed at how powerfully that the first play in the series Richard II just bowled me over yeah. and my brother who had seen the series and then rewatched it when I told him about my interest in it he said if you loved Richard II then the next what comes next is just going to which Blow is Henry the Fourth, Part One, right? Yeah, I think he just meant the whole series. Oh, series. You know that. Um, I don't think he necessarily was just referring to the Henry the Fourth, Part One, but, but I, I guess I never thought that the history plays about kings would have anything to do with my life. But in in fact, a lot of the, I I think I talked about this way back when we watched it first. The the, uh, the speech about losing his crown is so powerful to a person who's planning to retire. You know, that, that whole idea of what it means to have a crown. I mean, whatever that crown is in your life. Um, it, it had great, great meaning to me. And one of the things but, that Bill said, and we've probably said this on the show too, is that these plays aren't so much about what happened as what happens when you put people in this situation, you know, what happens to people when they are faced with this or that or the other thing. And yeah, like the, so, so and especially because the different kings had different experiences right. with power, let's say. And I just think that that's quite amazing. And I, I'm sort of embarrassed that I had ever thought, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah. Because, no, it is quite a lot. Um, I mean, I, I was just fascinated. So we're going to start that. Yes. And that's very exciting. I'm excited about that. And I'm, I'm going to speak a little bit to why I chose... You had proposed Colin Hay um, as our music for today. Right. And... Because you started rewatching a documentary, I want to rewatch that too. I really love that documentary about him. Yeah. And. Uh, oh, waiting for my real life to begin. Yeah. Yeah. And he's. He's just a phenomenal guy. We actually saw him. I think it was at Benaroya. Institute. I mean, Benaroya, at Benaroya Hall. Benaroya Hall, but it was not the main hall. It was like a. A smaller hall that is part of the Benaroya. And that was such an amazing concert. Not only because of his music, 
But because he he was, could be a comedian, man. Yeah. He was hilarious. The stories he told were hilarious. Yeah, he's got a real talent for uh, recalling events from his life and and uh, and just seeing the humor and everything. And I don't know. I just I, he's very engaging. Well, uh, when you first brought up uh, wanting to watch this documentary long ago. I did not recognize his name, and so you said he was in Men at Work, and I am re- immediately thought of the, uh, what is the group that did YMCA? The, <laughs> the village people? <laughs> the village people. I thought that that is, so when you said, you know, he was part of Men at Work, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Because <laughs> that... Then you told me it was you told me the songs that they did, and I yeah. said, "Oh, oh, that group, oh, that group." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just the fact that he was born in Scotland, and his family moved to Australia when he was fourteen, and he so that's where he did his, uh, where he got his start in music and stuff like that was in in uh, Australia, and to be this kind of fish out of water, twice removed almost, you know, or something like that, it, and. Uh, I don't know. His story is pretty amazing, and kind of what I what I like about he went from being very big to being very small, and he found that being very small was where it really was for him, you know. And I don't know. I, I find that true. You know? Well, that story uh, always interests me because, as I mentioned, when we had seen the John Lennon in New York City documentary it seems like being a big celebrity makes people a little crazy you know and then you can't disconnect from the desire to be a celebrity and i think that everybody even when they have huge celebrity like john lennon for example they have a period of time when they aren't as huge as they used to be and it's uh you know the fickle figure of fate on that, right. but nonetheless, yeah. Uh, when you said you wanted you wanted to have that music, um, I and asked which song I would choose. I wanted to choose the title song of that documentary, yeah. um, and the reason why is because this morning when I was writing in my notebook, I the very first thing I saw was this pile of books that are on the coffee table. (laughs) Diane's been amassing quite the library of resource material. And I I was saying I am just so eager. You know, it was at one point I was nervous about retirement. But the things that bother most people about retirement, it usually... uh, seems to center around uh, an overwhelming theme of what am I going to do with my time? And I have no problems with knowing what I want to do with my time. Yeah. I just, mine was more financial and, uh, you know, other power issues and giving up the crown and all that. Right. But um, now that I'm on this trajectory that it seems to be happening faster and faster, uh, I am, I'm just chomping at the bit to be able to get into these more than I'm able to right now. 
so that's what I had been writing about in my uh, notebook this morning about how much I love to research and and uh, as Bill can attest that is a big thing for me I love to uh, to research things it's your art form it's one of them and I was thanking my mom in my mind because my mom always said anytime that my brother and I had a question like if we said mother what does um, what does the word confabulation mean she'd say look it up and so we would have to look up anything either in the dictionary or in the Encyclopedia Britannica, which our family had. And for me, what, what, what that did for me in my life was give you a sense of a questing mind. You know, that, that idea of, I want to know. I want to know this. And I have the power to find this out. So I was thinking, what a amazing set of events happening happened from my mother being the kind of mother who would say, "Look it up," yeah. and not just give me the answer. I have not been so good about that. When people have a question of me, I usually will look it up for them. <laughs> it's because you enjoy looking it up. Yeah. You know, you know, Ooh, look! I get to look something up. Yeah. Well, I think that that a lot of people. And I think I felt this way when I was young. It's It seems tedious to have to do that. Mm. But I think that what she did for my brother and I is get us to a place where we really saw the enchant, enchantment of that. Yeah. Particularly uh, when I was writing about it, I was saying, when you read a Sherlock Holmes story, for example, and you know that Sherlock Holmes knew about hundreds of kinds of tobacco and how they they operated and and what they looked like and all that it doesn't tell you in the story because they're trying to get drive to the action how he got to learn that and how tedious that would have been you know that there would be such a sense of tedium with all this but that's how you learn things is going through a fairly tedious look it up yeah looking it up yeah. so so anyway, that was why that song immediately came to my mind because I am waiting in a way for my real life to begin because um, not that I have thought that I have not been living my real life. I have absolutely loved my job throughout my life, but I have such a tendency to be unable to really pursue things until all my work that I'm responsible for is done. Yeah, I think we have that in common. We've all, all been kind of, you, know, you and I both have kind of put off the pleasure thing until we get all our tasks done. Right. Know, once I've checked everything off my to-do list, then my mind is open. My mind is free to, yeah. to go and do something more creative, but uh, not until the responsibilities have been taken care of. And that's, you know, some might call that an admirable trait, but when you get to a point in your life or when you get to this point in your life you're starting to realize okay well now is the time when those strictures are going to be taken off and am i ready that's right am i ready for the freedom to pers- well, and just that's pursue why i actually am admiring of this pile of books yeah. because i feel like what i'm doing even by having them on the coffee table in front of me is sort of saying and when you yeah. uh, are released 
this is what you're going to work on, and this is what you're going to work on, and this is what it's you're like, going to work on. like, where am I going? Oh, I'm going right over there. I'm going right, right over to that corner of the coffee table. That's my direction. That's my, uh, that's uh, the next phase. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. I think you're going to, I think you're probably going to do all right in retirement, Diana. I don't think you're going to be bored. Unless you want to be bored. I don't think I'm bored. I, I can't remember a time that I've ever been bored, except if I watch some show that I find boring. Go, Gilligan's Island, perhaps? <laughs> Definitely Gilligan's Island. Uh, okay. It just sprang to mind. Uh, Any on. kind of dopey, you know, mundane thing. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. coming in 
keep tracking the horizon I'll check my machine Sure to be that call It's gonna happen soon Soon Oh so very soon It's just the times of leave And you say Be still my love Open up your heart Let the light shine in Don't you understand Oh I already have a plan I'm waiting for my real life
Everybody's always looking for Jack In the fire and in the water Everybody's always looking for Jack In the streets and on the corners Yeah, even Jack, he's always looking for Jack He's always in another room And when I spoke to the woman there She said he left this afternoon Some 